Welcome to Ladies in the Lead. I'm Joan Garner, your host, and we are on week three, season two of The Edge. And this week, are we in for a treat? Shay Becker from Iowa City, Iowa. Right now, she's a student at the University of Iowa. I cannot wait. I was so excited to talk to her. She blows me away. She just blows me away. She, If you have not followed the Becker family, uh, they are a phenomenon in the hog industry, in the hog showing world. Shay just finished up her FFA career by getting reserve brand champion at the Iowa State Fair this year. And it wasn't her first time to that purple banner. And I just love how she sets goals and she's meticulous about them and yet so humble and so grateful and so gracious, yet has that drive that I know we have to do the small details to make this happen. Uh, She surprised me. I didn't know she was on the row team at the University of Iowa. She's on full scholarship down there. She's in pharmacy school. I mean, you talk about somebody who takes it to the next level. You guys, Shay, have offers so many great tips, so many great insights as to how they approach the hog showing circuit each year, how she learned from her sisters and how her mom and dad have really influenced her and how she found mentorship in so many different ways, but, you know, in her breeder and in the person who came and offered her pigs. She's got big goals ahead of her. She has got big dreams and she's not done. I just cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Shay is a delight and uh, you'll hear we had a great time. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I have, and I look forward for you to meet and let me introduce you to Miss Shay Becker. with Miss Shay Becker. How are you? I'm good. Good. Welcome. Thanks for being on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Oh, we were just talking before the show, and I love this about you. You're on the um, rowing team here at Iowa. I am, yep. I am a senior on the rowing team here at Iowa. I um, walked on. I was recruited out of high school, walked on, however you want to look at it, as a freshman. So you really did try out for the team. Yeah, so they bring us all in, like a whole group of us. There was like 60 of us. They bring you in the first week of school, whether you're recruited or they found you on campus. And they're like, (laughs) okay, here's all these things. These are the attributes we're looking for. Like, this is what we're going to put you through. And then, like, basically partway through the fall, they, like, are like, okay, these are the people we're going to add to the roster. Everyone else, see you later. (laughs) So Go try club team. See what you do. Yeah. Is it good to be – okay, so just – Physique-wise, is it good to be, like, tall, short? Yes, so to be a rower, they want you to, like, be taller because they they say you have more power. You have more weight to move around. Um, And then, like, our coxswains who, like, steer the boat and, like, yell at us during a race, they're Mm -hmm. small. So they can, like, fit in the boat. And, like, sometimes they have to lay down in the boat. Some of them, they sit in the boat. It just depends on, like, what boat you're in. Lay down in the boat? Yeah. So in a four. I don't think I've ever seen them lay down in the boat. Yeah. In a four, they lay down when we race. So what do you race? How many people in the boat? Um, I have raced only in an eight. 
actually as a like competition. So my sophomore year and my junior year, I rode in the second varsity eight, which is an NCAA boat class. Cool. And do you race like around here? Is there, where's the home course here at, in Iowa City? So if we have a home race, we re race at Lake McBride. But like we practice every day just out on the Iowa River, up and down through campus. There's like, did we, it's like dam to dam. So like the Coralville dam is mm -hmm. our cutoff, and then there's a dam down by campus that we, that's. Is weird. there a men's team too? No, we also have a club team, like a community, Hawkeye community rowers that are like some older people, and then there's like a younger, like high school team that will row. Yeah. So the older people go in the morning, and then the other people go in the afternoon. Cool. And then would you say like most of the girls are from Iowa that are on the team or is there a lot of out-of-state recruiting or what? Yeah, so most of the, so the people, the freshmen that they add on, they call talent transfers. Most of them are like from the Midwest, like mm -hmm. a lot from Iowa. And then are like recruits that they like go out and like come on official visits and do all that fun stuff. They are from like a lot of international. So we have like a yeah. girl from Ireland, two girls from New Zealand, two girls from England. That um, and then we also have a couple girls from the East Coast, like a girl from uh, Pittsburgh. So she's like a coxswain that has experience because yeah. rowing is a big deal on the East Coast. So well, yeah, I would think it's a big deal in New Zealand. And yeah, like yeah, in, it's a huge international sport. Yeah, yeah. Versus, but we also have a couple girls from Canada. I was gonna say because like in Iowa, really rowing's not really. Yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> maybe kayaking. I don't yeah. even know because now there's a couple kayak courses, you know, up by. Waterloo, you can come down through the, for fun, oh, you know, flipping yeah. over is fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is awesome. I bet you never thought about that, did you? No, it didn't really come up until my senior year of high school. And then I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to Iowa. I was coming here to go to school. And then it was kind of an added bonus. So. Big bonus. Yeah. Yep. I know. Well, we could talk about that for like another half <laughs> hour, but you know that we're not going to talk about that today. Today we're going to talk about kind of more what I find you as a super rock star in, and that is what we call a stock show or pig showing. Yeah. yeah. So the, the podcast, I always start with this uh, question. If somebody came up to you, Shay, and said, Shay, you stock show, what's that even mean? Like somebody on your road team said, what's this podcast that you're on that she stock shows? What's that mean? What does that mean to you? Like she stock shows. I think it means like a lot, a culmination of a lot of hard work. And then also I've listened to other podcasts yeah. and heard you like talk about this. I think it's, like, the people. I've met a lot of really, really impactful people and, like, some of my best friends and, like, mentors that I'll have the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. so when I, like, think about showing, I think about the people I've met and, like, the experience I've gained because, like, they've enhanced my experience of being in the show ring because I've enjoyed it so much and, like, being around them. So, like, it's a lot of hard work to make it there and, like... Yeah. And spend a lot of time in the barn with your family and all of that. But, like, it's definitely, like, when I think of showing, it's the people I've met that have made it worth it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your family and tell me about how you guys kind of, what you showed and how you grew up, okay? Okay, so I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, my parents are Brian and Becky. Both of them went to Iowa State. My I dad. actually, I don't know, I went to school with your dad. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, yep. yep, my dad uh, judged on the livestock judging yep. team at Iowa State. And then um, I have two older sisters, Spencer, who is six years older than me. She just finished her PhD at Iowa State in swine nutrition uh -huh. and currently works for AB Vista as an accountant. Uh, regional, global, something. It's got a lot of title to it, yep. I'm sure. Yes, yep. and it's very important, I'm very, sure. Very, yes. very. Uh -huh. And then my other sister, Sage, is four years older than me, and she, uh, actually both of them went to Oklahoma State for their undergrad, got their degree, came back to Iowa State, and so Sage is at Iowa State getting her PhD in immunology, 
and works at the USDA with her professor. And then yeah. I'm the youngest, and, yeah, and I... Fourth year at Iowa, right? Yes, I'm in my fourth year at Iowa. I'm in pharmacy school working towards my doctor of pharmacy. Wow. <laughs> not just saying that we've, like, set the bar pretty high. But, I mean, I'm just saying, wow, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not saying calling out your dad here at all, but I went to school with your dad, and, I'm like, we worked hard, but I'm not sure we worked that hard. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And what do your dad and mom do now? Yeah, so my dad works for JBS Live Pork. He is a field manager. He oversees a bunch of sites in eastern mm-hmm. Iowa. And then my mom is a substitute teacher and coaches sports. A lot of sports. Yes. And at a high level, too, yes. which is kind of fun. Yes. yes. I know. I was used to, I was telling you before I came down, I was like, so we are from the North Cedar District, and you guys grew up in Mid Prairie, which yep. is the Kelowna area, for those who don't know that. And your dad and I would always make a point to see each other because your mom would be gone and yep. I would be there alone. And so we would try to find a way just to visit. And I'm not saying that we missed a lot of what you guys were doing, <laughs> but we did chat a lot um, during the games and catch up. And it was always nice to see each other like two times a year, anyways, yeah. if, yep. you know, outside a fair or whatever. Yep. You are really well known for showing pigs. Yeah, I mean, really well known, <laughs> and not even just you, but your sisters too. Yep. But you know, you were talking about that gap. So there's six years, four years, and then you, right? Mm-hmm. So did you feel like an only child kind of growing up, like, or were you? Do you feel like you had like six years? Like Spence is six years older, so she would have been, you know, senior mm-hmm. your sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you were your like your own person going through the barns, or did you have this? Like, who was your biggest help there? How'd that um, work? It was kind of interesting. When Spencer left, she went to Oklahoma State, so that first summer, she still had pigs in the barn for, yeah. like, a couple more summers. So Sage and I would end up picking up the slack there. But it was fine because she was home for a couple summers. And then, yeah, it was until when Sage left, and then I had four years of county fair by myself. <laughs> so that was kind of – it was different because, like, they were working on state fair pigs, but I had, like, my own set of pigs yeah. that, like – and they weren't really jackpotting as much, so I had, like, a whole different set of pigs in the barn for jackpots and then county fair. So it was definitely different, but, like, mom and dad were there just like mm-hmm. normal. So yeah. it was nice to, like, have them. And, I mean, I did have to pick up the slack a lot. Like, when Sage was, Sage was like, did an internship one year, and so I had her pigs and my pigs, and we had <laughs> county fair and state fair and jackpots, and it was a lot, but... I mean, mom and dad helped, and yeah, it was like a there. whole family thing, yeah. always, so. What do you think the advantage was to being the youngest? <laughs> um, we kind of chuckle about this. I got, I just had some different opportunities, in the, especially in the show ring. Yeah. Um, specifically, like, they started, so in 2012, they, the Iowa lifted the rule that you didn't have to wait, or for, like, pseudo-rabies, so you didn't yeah. have to wait 30 days between each show to show your right. pig, so show your pig, so jackpot started and so it 2012 we so were that in, was just 10 years ago i mean yeah. like we kind of take it for granted that was just 10 years ago yeah. yeah so we our first summer of that we were combined with nebraska and it was called the great plains livestock association and so we, that was our first year of like hitting it hard and like going to all these jackpots and i was i still remember like the first grand finale i can tell you the exact pig i showed that summer how i did like yeah. all of that and then and you would have been how old 12, 12, 12, 11, 11, 12, yeah. yeah. Yep, it was my first state fair. Summer of my first state fair mm-hmm. would have been that summer. And then I think, like, my sisters missed out on that because so I was 12, yeah. 11, 12, and then Spencer would have been 17, 18. So, like, 
there was definitely more time for me to like explore those opportunities. Like I did show on jackpots for 10 years like yeah. I, from the, the time it started to like the time my showing career ended this past summer, like I was participating in jackpots. So that was definitely a different opportunity that I got um, with me. I mean, partly because of the age gap. And then I think like my older sisters never really got a show like at a national show really mm -hmm. just cause it wasn't a thing. I mean, it wasn't something that we were really were doing because yeah. we were so focused on like County Fair, State Fair, and then, like, we didn't want to feed another set of pigs for fall shows, and so I got to go to uh, Exarbon a couple times mm -hmm. when I was in Omaha, and it was a great experience, and then we went to National Bear Show in Austin, Minnesota a couple times. Just going was, on right now. Yeah, I yeah, know. it was so much fun, and then we went to Royal a couple times. It was, we took sheep down there one year, too, so that was interesting, <laughs> but, I know. yeah. I remember you being in the sheep barn, too. Yeah. We showed lambs and cattle, and not much in the hogs, but I remember seeing you guys down there yep. so did you have two species growing up for a while or a little bit or? yeah so when I was first starting my sister my oldest sister Spencer loved the goats so we had goats and I showed like two or three county fairs of goats I won the goat show and I was like I'm done yeah. I'm never doing it again <laughs> and then um, I really in like high school time I started showing sheep and I I loved it it was something different like mm -hmm doing the pig stuff every single day can kind of get boring. Yeah. So it was kind of a nice like way to step out of the pig barn and just go do something else. So I, it, it's really physical. Yeah. I mean, and being as athletic as you are, I think you wouldn't like, you would be good at that. Yeah. You're strong. And like, yeah. you could use like good practice for row. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you so, have yeah. to, when you have to brace that long, it's yeah. gotta be good for row. I know. It yeah. Is. yeah. And so I showed sheep for like three or four years, just yeah. my last few years at county fair. So. 4-H only, or did you bring it into FFA too? Well, I showed them through FFA, but yeah. only at like the county fair. through county fair yeah. at the time. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So you did goats, sheep, and pigs yep. at some point in there. Did you ever show cattle? I never showed cattle. We, um, My uncle and my cousin were like, oh, we're going to show a heifer. We had her entered for county fair and all that, but it... Didn't it happen. didn't happen. I know it didn't happen. Yeah. Do you guys raise your hogs? Do you go out and buy them, or how do you um, do that? We so when I was way way little, we mm -hmm. raised them for a little while, and then it just wasn't. It's hard. <laughs> it wasn't the best. It was a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. And so we all like all of my showing career, we bought them. Bought them pigs. Yep. Yeah. I know you show barrels, obviously, and gilts too. Yep. Do you partner in on the gilts, and then? You know, yeah, or so, do you, you know, buy them and then sell them back or? Yeah. So the majority of our pigs came from Joe Eggers and, um, he would send like, we like county fair guilts, jackpot yeah. guilts and they're like keeper guilts that he wanted back. So we'd feed him for the summer and then Joe would take them back yeah. and breed them. Like I still walk in his G barn and I can see like some of my old show guilts and it's so fun. Yeah. Do you think they remember you? Somebody else said this on the podcast. Yeah. Like I, like Emily Harold said, yeah. I hope sometimes when I go in there and I call their name, you know, like Coco or whatever their name is, that they remember me because we spent so much time together. Yeah. I had a guilt I showed in 2017 named Clover and she kind of made her mark at Joe's as well. And so like she's in the first pin, right? Right. And when you walk in his barn and I always like scratch her head and stuff. And so we joke that she knows I'm there. So I'm, I'm just going to go with she does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You know, I know being the youngest that you were immersed in a lot of coaching. Mm -hmm. I always think older siblings give a lot of coaching. Parents give a lot of coaching. Who would you say though was the biggest mentor? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously my, my parents, my dad, so? but beyond that, I think, I mentioned Joe. Yeah. Joe was really, really impactful in mm -hmm. my show career. Um, mm -hmm. He kind of came at the start of mine, uh, mm -hmm. kind of midway through my sisters, and 
He wanted Pigs to show in our county because our county is extremely competitive. Yes, and it he is. kind of approached our family and was like, hey, like, I want you to show for me. And and from there, I, I mean, him and I to this day have a, a great relationship. We talk all the time. Like, he's been there for it all so I would say definitely him like he he's he taught me a lot about just like showing like how, like important things in the ring feeding them every day caring for them like obviously my parents did the same in some, yeah. in some aspect but aside from them I would definitely say Joe was like super super impactful in my showing career that's awesome it's fun when you can find a family or a mentor to mm-hmm. partner with and it takes that mm-hmm. and oh, I absolutely. always think it takes that um yeah. I was just talking with somebody the other day about you know, taking it to the next level and how do you get there? And I said, you have to find the person to help you yep. because I, you only know what you know Yep. and you can watch and learn, but then it's hard to know the little tips and the little tricks. And, and I'm sure Joe would say somebody mentored him and passed it all down, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's nice when you can pass it all forward. Yeah. I know. Would you say that this year your goals were the biggest you'd ever set since it was your last year? Um, I think, I mean, every kid, like, dreams of when you show on the green chips at the state fair, you're going to get a purple banner, or at least make final drive, and, like, my family's been fortunate to find success before, but I think this year was way more bittersweet, and, like, it was the fewest pigs we ever fed in the barn. We How many did you feed? We fed 13, and we took 11 to the fair. You're like... So, <laughs> like, 11 to the fair? Oh, yeah, my God, you were so, exhausted. Yeah, I didn't make it over to your stall, so I'm like, okay, yeah. You were in the ring a lot. I watched yes, you a lot. I yes, I was. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously you wanted to go out with a bang. Everyone wants to end on a high note. And my sister did. My Well, my sister Sage was reserved in 2017 in the FFA show. And she technically had one more year, but she was going on a big, like, internship. So, like, she kind of went out with a bang. Well, like, it's a good way to end. Yeah. You know, kind of versus yeah. being able to half do it the next summer or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so, I think... Like, this was this summer, I was like, I'm not taking any summer classes. I'm not, like, committing to a bunch of stuff outside of it. Like, I'm going to enjoy my time in the barn. And, like, my dad and I were talking the other day, and he was like, man, like, I was going through all, like, the stuff we used this summer. And he's like, for as few pigs as we had, like, he's like, I really could say, like, they maybe had the best care. But I was like, well, also, like, it was like all of us were like, okay, like, it's going to be a good one. Like, yeah. And we just, like, it was every day you go out there and you're like, oh, this one looks good or that one looks good. And it was just, like, a good set of pigs from the beginning. Yeah. So I think that made a big difference in, well, like, setting a, a high goal for, like, doing well at the state fair. Yeah, your goal was to win grand champion. Yeah, yeah. And you had reserve grand champion. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It was Thank just you. so awesome to watch it. Yeah. I know. Rattle off the other pigs. So... I mean, not only did that pig win, yeah. but you had Hereford. Yeah, so I guess we can just start. I'll yeah. think of it through my head. So yeah. I showed four purebred barrows. I was second in class of my Berkshire. I won a class of Durox, and I was second in two other classes of Durox. And then I won champion Durox and champion purebred. That was on. And then on Thursday, I also showed Hereford Gilt, who won Hereford Gilt. She's sweet. I saw her, but don't you think she's sweet? Yeah, she, she's cute. She had she's dislocated good. her hip right before Grand Drive, and we couldn't take her back in for Grand Purebred. Oh, no! <laughs> she just, like, stepped wrong or something. We don't even know what happened, but... So that was Thursday, and yes, so I won purebred, so I already had one in Grand Drive, and yeah. then on, I had four cross barrels to show on Friday, and I was third in class, and then I won my class and was reserved Division three, mm-hmm. and then I was I won a class in Division four, and then I also was like fourth or fifth in class and with my other pig in Division four, and then our neighbor girl, so I had yeah. eight, nine, 
and then she had two that we like worked on all summer together and she was second in class to my grand overall or my grand duroc and then she was like fourth or fifth in class with her crossbred so when you think about like that string yeah. of putting them all together it was it's That's, quite a i mean if people get one or two good ones yeah they're excited but when yeah. you have a, i mean you took 11 yep and you're talking about that at that level at the state fair i mean that show is just so good yeah it's so yeah. fun i mean as a as an ex as a spectator I mean, I'm not even participating in the hog show. I mean, I'm thinking about sheep and cattle, but I'm not. I mean, I just sit there. I just enjoy it, seeing that level of competition. Yeah. The thing though that always catches my eye though is your showmanship. Like you're intense. <laughs> like you're in there, but you have to be. Yeah. If yep. you want to get noticed, you have to be. Yep. But you drive that pig. Like you drive them. Yeah. Is I've... that something you've always been like? Just naturally went at it, or did you have to work at it to kind of? I think showmanship came pretty naturally, but I also like got those years of watching my siblings and like spending the time in the barn where I wasn't actually like a 4-H member. Like I started showing pigs when I was four years old, mm-hmm. so like I got to like show an open shows or like the Hawkeye open show at the state fair. It was like yeah. the last Sunday of the fair. Like I remember like showing my sister's pigs there, and like it it, it did come pretty naturally. Mm-hmm. But like I was always taught like. You have seven seconds to make an impression, and if it, it like if you're not on it, it's not worth it. And so, like coming out of the gate has always been something that I felt like I'm pretty good at, and like, it's always been really important because it's been something that's driven home to me a lot. And like I'll never forget, in 2013, I won showmanship at the state fair, and I remember sitting. So you've in, been 13, right? 2013. I won showmanship, and, you, then and I was how, also how old were you though? 12. 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I remember sitting in the back of our pins and, like, our county, like, Shane Brinning and mm-hmm. Tim Merrick, Dad, they were all sat me down and they are like, here's what you're going to do when you go out there. And then, like, I, Shane was, like, my judging coach, too, so he yeah. was like, here's what you're going to say to the judge when she asks you what you would change about your pig and stuff. And I'll, ne- I'll, and I'll never forget, like, sitting in that chair and having them all sit around me. And coach you like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good team to coach yeah. you. <laughs> and if you, if you want, it must have worked, so that's yeah. good. Yep. I know. Well, the show you know we say a lot of times you show cheap too and you know how important it is a good lamb will beat a great lamb based on the showman if you yeah. have a great showman on a good lamb you can yeah if you have a bad showman on a good on a great lamb you can beat them in the pig world it's it's kind of like that too like oh you absolutely. can show yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely uh i mean it's a little bit different than the sheep just because like you show them so differently and yes. but it's definitely like you can. I think it's interesting if you like sit and watch the FFA show at the state fair, and you sit and watch the 4-H show. Like there is a little bit of a divide in like just showmanship ability. Well, and, the like, kids are so much older. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, and my dad is always like, he's like, sometimes if you step back and look at like the big shows, he's like, it takes an older kid to win just because they they have just that much more experience to get it done just a little bit better. And, like, it is interesting to, like, sit, like, I mean, we ended State Fair with, like, there was, like, six or seven of us. It was our last State Fair, and we all, like, took a picture, and we're like, man, like, how many times have we gone back and forth of, I beat you in class, or you beat me in class, and stuff like that. And it could have just been because they showed better than I did, or something like that. Yeah, that's, I... Or sometimes how your pig walks or yeah, you get, how they act. Is or always, if they're tired or grumpy yeah, or if they're yep. feeling good or, you know, yep. there's always so much things. But, yeah, I think your showmanship in particular, I can just see you so <laughs> intensely and, like, going at it, you know, like, really going at it. So that's really I, one of my 
favorite things to watch about you is to watch you do that. I mean, and it's fun to show good pigs. Yeah. So that's people, kind of People always joke that when I'm focused, my tongue's out. So there's some pictures of me that my tongue will be out in the show ring. They're like, oh, yep, we knew you were on it. You were on like, it. <laughs> I know. What are you thinking when you're right two steps before going in that, before, you, uh, before the gate opens? How do you get yourself <laughs> in that zone? Um, I actually love like the nervousness. I can like feed off nervous energy, and I, I think I've gotten better from that. And I I like sometimes credit it to like rowing and like yeah. competing at a high level outside of just showing. Is like I've been able to like channel like the nerves to something mm-hmm. positive, but. It's kind of a joke. So um, my sister's boyfriend, Luke, he works for Joe. Yeah. And so he uh, will spray me in the face or they'll like turn around and say my name and spray me in the face and then the gates open and I don't have anything to think about and I'm ready. <laughs> They're like, it's time to go. And I'm like, oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been really good at like, I just like take a deep breath and do it because like I trust my abilities. So it's not, it's like. I get nervous. Like, there's certain pigs that I'm like, I know this one's like, we think this one's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm a little bit more like nervous about it. But state fair is also a lot different because like you get your, you get in and then you get to go. Like, hopefully you get penned and like take a little break. Right. And you're like, okay, I did what I'm supposed to. I, yeah. I, get, I did what like I needed to. So like, here we go. First step. Yeah. Noticed, penned. Now yeah. here and now we got to get refocused for the second exit. Yeah. It is like a little bit of a release where you can go in there be super intense figure out who's going to be next to you and then go back in and reassess yeah. that way. Yep. I love that, how you take that into rowing because I can see, I mean, I've watched you play basketball too. And so if you're competitive on the basketball floor. Yeah. It's, it's always, I think that's been something in your family. I think yeah, your parents absolutely. are very competitive, yeah. but your mom is extremely competitive <laughs> in a good way. I mean, yeah. like she builds people up. It's not competitive, like whatever. And I can see that that just crosses over. just want to take a minute to talk about some of the sponsorship and advertising availabilities that's here offered in Ladies in the Lead. I know you've heard back about some past sales, but just wanted to put that out there that it's available to anyone that's looking maybe to promote their photography business, marketing business. Maybe you want to do um, some quick fundraising opportunities. Let me know. I have great sponsorship rates. Also would love to get you out there to have everyone hear about the opportunities that you're offering. I'm currently taking bookings for the next eight weeks, so it'll take you all the way through Christmas. So if you're thinking, okay, Joan, I got to book out this couple things, let me know. Of course, you can just reach out to me on my website at shestockshows.com. You can use Messenger on Facebook. You can use Joan Garner, or you can use Ladies in the Lead or you can just hit me up on my phone number. Um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for considering sponsorship on a podcast. I know it's new. I know it's different. But you guys, it's the next way of advertising. Now, let's get back to Mache Becker. about a person who has that it factor or I call it the edge factor what do you think your edge is that's a really tough question I I don't know Uh, I think like in the barn my parents would tell you I'm really really particular I'm really meticulous and like how I do things and like 
there, like, like just my, being a pharmaceutical student, I'm really glad that you're that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like I'm very particular in how I like go about things. Like this summer, it was very evident. Like we get up at six a.m., we feed by six thirty, and then like they eat, and we go through our like I would go through my morning like yeah. doing the things I need to do. So I think like maybe you could call that an edge. I'm not yeah. really sure. It's just like doing the little things. It's always been something like I. I mean, I actually just wrote this in a Facebook post I post about Joe. Like he always taught me how important the little things are like you miss a day of cleaning pins like you're already a day behind on skin and hair or like you like just don't exercise someone else that day did and I think that's also translated like if we're going to connect this all to rowing as well like I miss a day of working out someone else did and like we're all competing for the same spot and like it's kind of the same thing like we're all competing for the same banner so like I'm going to try my best to do it better than the next yeah I always believe that if you're not willing to somebody else is yeah it's, it, you know, we always talk about the 80, the first 85%. In our barn, we talk about the first 85%. Everybody can do the first 50%. Mm-hmm. Some do the next 35%. But it's the last 5 to 15% that makes the difference. Yep. The consistency every day, the attention to detail, the feed, the, yep. you know, cleaning the pins. People would think, well, I don't have to clean out the pen this morning. I'll do it tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now your pig's not comfortable. Maybe yep. doesn't rest as good, doesn't eat as good, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that... Did your sisters have that same meticulous thing? Or did you think, like, you were kind of like, uh-uh, we skipped that, we got to go back into that? Uh, or? it depended. I We had so many pigs in the barn when they were around, yeah. so, like, some days it was hard just... But when, when it was all three of us, it was a lot easier to be like, hey, like, you two are gonna walk this person's gonna clean my mom loves to yeah. clean pens so like that made it a lot easier especially this That's summer so nice. she, she does love to clean pens so i would like take them out and but my when my sisters were around we we kind of split it up which was a lot different because like but most would tell you that i washed all the pigs and i was very adamant about brushing them all but mm-hmm. Beyond that, we kind of shared responsibilities. I also to. got the responsibility of breaking a lot of the pigs just because my dad's like, well, you're, you're the best at it, so you have to do it. So, But once they were broke, my sisters would walk them, or anybody could walk them. But. What's your favorite tip for breaking pigs, since you're the best at it? Uh, I mean, you always need two whips. That's important. Sometimes if they're a pain, you just got to leave them out in the grass and let them find their way. Like, everyone's like, oh, they, they won't go outside. I'm like, just them out there let them be like get another pig out and let that one just wander around the yard like we were fortunate we had a big grass area like you could walk laps around our barn up yep. into the front yard and everything but so i would be like just leave him he's he's fine like we'll go get a different one that's gonna behave <laughs> so <laughs> that's be, yeah that's I, hope- good. I think the cool calm factor you know whether it's bonding with a i hear that all the time like somebody else say well that heifer and i bonded and nobody else could lead her or you know that sheep and yeah. that could respond well or that hog really liked me or something like that i think it's that cool calmness just kind of like that eh, just like we'll come back to it you yeah know? yeah we won't skip it yeah we'll come back to it and learn yeah. it. and knowing where each pig stood when you started right oh, yeah. like yep. treat them independently yeah did you ever have a favorite and all your years of showing like if you had to pick one who is your favorite who is your favorite Hmm. Um. Okay, I might have to pick a gilt and a barrow because I think yes. they're different in my head. My favorite gilt was my senior year. Her name was Harper. She was like red, sandy colored. We showed her a lot and did really well. 
That one is, I'll, I'll always remember that one. And, and then, why was she so, just because she was good or because of her personality? She was just like different. I don't know. She was a fun color and then she, she did well. That always makes yeah. them a little more memorable. And she just did all the things she was supposed to. We kind of, we didn't show her at the state fair, but we held on to her for my last county fair. So I think that's also why I remember her a lot. Like mm -hmm. she was one of, like county fair was such a big part of like showing for us. And so I'll remember showing her at my last county fair. Mm -hmm. And then Barrows, <laughs> it's it's hard because I love Durox. Yeah, and that's pretty evident. <laughs> I always that, show I one. Yeah. I mean, I showed three at the state fair this year. So that Durock thing is tough. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough division. Yeah, yeah. Dur like winning, I never had ever won a breed at the state fair until last year, and it was with a Durock. And my sisters had won like Chester's Poland spots. Yeah. I never ever made it out into a division. And so I think I'll remember last year's a lot. Merle, his name is Merle, just because that was like a huge goal of mine that I achieved. Yeah. But I'll also remember my very first bear I showed at the state fair. His name was Tatum. And I, I'll remember him. Like he was pretty special. We showed him a lot. That was our first year jackpots. We showed him and like took him to the county fair and all that. I'll just, that's when I'll remember for a long time. Was your county fair always non-terminal? Yes. Or did it change? Okay. It was always non-terminal. Ours was terminal for a while, and it kept some hog participants out. Yep. Because they didn't, you know, they couldn't yeah. have, you know, two sets of pigs or whatever. Yeah. And so when we finally got that switched, boy, it really changed the the way that Cedar County looks for the hog show, which has been really nice. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, there's definitely, a, like my senior year, actually, I had, like, probably one of the best barrels we ever fed, one of the best cross barrels we ever fed that... My dad's like, we're taking him to the county fair. And I was like, no, we're not. Like, we can't put him at the fair for a week and like, hope that he comes home and everything's fine. So, like, there's definitely pigs that we had to, like, make decisions like mm -hmm. that. Like, is it worth taking him to the fair or not? Or, like, do we need to keep him for the state fair? But we usually had enough of them around that it was okay yeah. to leave one behind. <laughs> did you guys set goals that were specific for shows? Or did you get a pig and say, okay, here's the goal for this pig? We kind of, our pigs came in two waves, so we kind of got our county fair set. And, and when's your county fair? Like um, July? July, yeah. Like so July it's like 30 days off of 15th, state fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So I think we, like, we would get our first wave of pigs and it would be like, okay, like, we're going to take these ones out to jackpot and, like, county fair. Like, that's what we're going to game for. And there's usually a couple bigger barrows. And then, like, if we needed to, they were going to double as state fair pigs. Mm -hmm. Like, if they were good enough, the guilds were going to get fed for state fair, but it just kind of depended on how the summer went. Mm -hmm. And then we had another set that would come later that was, like, geared towards state, state fair. fair. Like, we're going to feed them for state fair. And, like, they might go out and jackpot, but sometimes we never took them out of the barn. It just depended on how the summer was going or what we were doing. Or Yeah. So the goal has always been state fair was always the ultimate goal, right? And yeah. Then, then you could back things off and say, okay, now I think we can jackpot this weekend and Put a little stress on the pig or get her some experience or yeah and not yeah here's definitely always been the goal i mean i think like oh we actually we talked about this recently like state like in iowa like a lot some people go to world park expo yeah. or some people go to like other big national shows but like it's never been like like state fair is kind of like the, the big, big one, one yeah. that we all go to and like participate in so it's yeah it's kind of different because it's not like in texas where yeah they kind of have I mean, if you go to Houston, you know, or some yeah. Fort Worth or something like that, I mean, there's 200 pigs in a class, yeah. and they're just, you know, at the gate. I mean, yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, now that you're done, oh, you're <laughs> done, there's going to be at the state fair next year, but do you think 
looking at the next five years, is is this ag thing in your future somehow, or how do you keep how do you go? I mean, you got school and this rowing thing, and you're like, ah. Or, you know, how does that work next year? I mean, this is what you've done your whole life. Yeah, so I've helped a few families, like, in our county and then, like, neighboring counties. And we, like, found their pigs Yeah. and, like, do all that. Um, this summer, I, like, helped a family. Like, I'd go over there nearly every day. Help. They have two little girls and then two other little girls behind them. And they also have cattle. So I spent time, like, even in the cooler with them and then just, like, walking pigs and stuff when we were done rinsing calves or whatever. So... Um, yeah, just like get, I mean, giving back in that way. And then like, I mean, helping like wherever I can, I don't know, like my sister's on the executive board for ISJS. So Mm -hmm. I get, um, sucked into helping do things and helping out where she needs. Um, but also, I'm sure she'll pay you someday. She's going to pay you someday. Um, also like career wise, I guess I'm unsure where I'll end up. Like, your farm D can get you to be, like, live in agriculture your whole life or, like, live on the human side your whole life. And so, there's a few veterinary residencies that I have looked at. It's just whether or not it's actually, like, what I want to do when it, when yeah. it like, comes down to it. And, um, like, kind of the cool. job market is a lot different on that side. So, like, when you think about that, is it worth it or not? So, right. I'm not sure. But, I, like, I always know, like, agriculture be a part of my life in some way. Obviously, like, yeah. it's, like, when I chose to go, like, I was always torn. Like, where am I going to go to school? Do I need to stay in ag? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I finally came to the realization, like, agriculture can always be a part of my life. And, like, showing can always be a part of my life. Because, like, I don't have to be fully immersed in it for it to, like, remain as something that I love. I'm passionate about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so. I think that's so funny because we talked a lot about that on the podcast. I think Amy and Brenna Wilkins talked about it as an example. Brenna was really contemplating like what to do after high school. And she wanted to go into dental hygiene. And she, But yeah, she was afraid in a way that that would take her from her passion for livestock. Well, her mom has been a physical therapist, you know, and showed her that you can do both. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's so wonderful that we all have... We yeah. really have this world in front of us that we can choose and yet still own who we've become through this whole thing we call stock show. I mean, it's just yeah. pretty cool that way. Yeah. I, I think, think it was hard to like deciding where to go to school and like yeah. all that is like my friends are like a lot of my friends are at Iowa State. Like there's no doubt about that. So like leaving them was like, oh, like, well, I can go to Iowa State and have fun. But like, is that what I want to do the rest right. of my life? And that was like a big decision for me yeah, like well, that's a lot of pressure do. it's yeah. a lot of pressure but yeah. i mean like i make a trip to Ames every now and then so it's good to see them all and I do know. things like that so do you think you're famous in the pig world <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> people like i think people know you guys like i think they look at you and we're like <gasps> i mean you know people watch the shows and they've seen your family and they yeah. know who you are i mean obviously they know who you yeah. are if you've yeah. you know been in that winner's circle in that pretty awesome um, auction a few times but I'm just like do you think like do you have celebrity status at all (laughs) I don't know about that I mean I think there's a lot of respect for my family like in the swine barn but I don't know if I would like call myself (laughs) a famous yeah I don't know about that nobody's signed for autographs yet huh yeah (laughs) Yeah, or yeah like here sign my cowboy hat or anything like that I think people know like like we're gonna bring good pigs and like compete at the highest level but like 
I mean, we've all had our up and down years, so yeah. it just depends on the year and the luck of the draw. You gotta be lucky to have success in the, in the show ring, so. Sometimes, I would like, I like doing the work. Yeah. And the yep. meticulousness of it, yep. and the consistency, and the drive, it all, Yeah. it's no more luck. It's a little <laughs> bit more, I think it all comes together, which is really cool. Yeah, there's a quote that's like been written on our board. It says, hard work puts you where good luck can find you. And it's kind of like, oh. I've kind of had it written on the board the last few summers. And it's like always a good reminder. Like, yeah, I'm going to work. Hard work puts you where good luck can find you. Yep. That's really good. Yep. It means like a t-shirt <laughs> that says that. You know, now you're aged out. It sounds so old. I mean, my God, you're like 21, 22. Yep. I'm like, yep. you're not aged out. I don't know. It's like, what could you tell yourself? Go back to your eight-year-old self. You've been showing things for four years. What would you tell yourself now, being 21, knowing what you know, knowing the experiences you're going to have, and now you're eight? What are you going to tell yourself? I would say to soak it all in. It's sometimes it you get in the, the thick of it in the middle of your show career and you're like, ah, oh, it's just another summer in the barn. Like I have to go outside and like, like, I think I realized that this summer was like, I get to go to the barn. Yeah. And like, so I think it would just be like, it sounds kind of cliche, but like soak in like the time that you get to spend out there and like, whether it's by yourself or with your family or whoever, it just is, it's important. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's like looking back now, it's like bittersweet that I'm never going to do that again. Well, and, that's true. You can probably find some well, adult like, show, but you know what I mean? It's just different. When It'll it's be different. Not, like, it's you're, not, yeah. yeah. It's not your junior yeah. years. Yeah. And those junior years are so precious. Oh. Oh, absolutely. I know. Yep. And you look back and even as a parent watching your kids go through it, you know, and how emotional it can be and how oh, yep. frustrating, but they know the work you've put in. And then when you do have success, do yes. you think, um, do you think that your favorite memory will be this year? What's your favorite memory? I mean, this year will be one I hold on to for a long time. What like, a way to go out. Yeah, it like couldn't have been, you couldn't have written it any better. And then to do it with a Duroc was really special to me. Yeah. And so I'll definitely remember that. But I think like there's a lot of just like people and yeah. like like memories that like we like we took a picture of like the six or seven of us that aged out together and we were sitting there like yeah. laughing about the times that we like shared yeah. in the show ring together or on the weekends jackpotting or whatever so i think like i'll hold on to those as well and just like those people will always be there they're going to be yeah. a part of my life i i think like my best memory is probably going to be this year or i was reserved in 2013 in the 4-H show and Morgan Brennan beat me and at the time like we were best friends so like and our barrels were stalled across from each other in the pig barn we were in the same class came out of division and we were we like came out of the same class same division the whole way so I'll definitely remember that too because that was like my first the first time my family had really won at the state fair and so and I was so young too so that was a really really good experience it is that's really cool yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, Shay, thank you for being... I, we've already talked for, like, 40 <laughs> minutes. I could go on and on and on, but it's like, for those listening, we won't go on and on and on because, you know, it gets a little... But it's so fun to talk to you and to feel your energy and your passion and to hear some of those success moments because a lot of us, let's just say, I mean, there was a lot of exhibitors at the State Fair this year that didn't get the handshake or they didn't get the slap or yeah. they didn't, oh, yeah. you know, they were, they were just happy to be third in your Duroc class, you yeah. know, or yeah. six or whatever. We, we talk so, about that a lot. Yeah. Home. Like when you think like, oh man, I wish it would have gone better. Like there's a lot of kids out there that have never had the experiences that I've had and I've been fortunate enough to yeah. have, whether it be jackpotting, 
county fair, yeah. state fair, even at the national shows that we participated in. So, like, it is when you put it in that perspective, like, yeah. it's been a good run. There's no doubt. I know. <laughs> I love how the goal setting can, you know, just some people's goal is just to go to state fair. Some people's goal is to win the state fair. Some mm-hmm. people's goal is to try a new species, you know, yep. like you said, try the sheep or yeah. try a goat yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I love how you had the goats for a couple of years and went to the sheep. I know, but it, you guys have just, you in particular, I think you've just shown such grace and such class your whole career. And it's been fun to watch you. And it's been fun to watch the pigs. <laughs> They're so fun. That's good. Good luck on the road team. Oh, thank you. Thank I, you very much. Okay, I was thinking maybe you could just like, if you put all your pigs in the boat and then rode them, that'd be a good workout, right? <laughs> Probably I wish not. It was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you compete at next? Um, What's well, spring, right? That you compete. Yeah, so we have a couple scrimmages this fall. We'll go to like Wisconsin and Maybe, I think Minnesota. I'm not really sure. And then we have, we, we go to Princeton. But Princeton, what state? New Jersey. New Jersey. Yes. I think that's where I was Princeton like, is. I was like, in Princeton, Illinois, because I know that town. No. I know somebody like, there's no river there. Okay, go ahead. Yes, yeah, no, and then in the spring, we have a bunch of different trips. We go, like, we go to Redwood Shores in California. Wait, are you in the ocean the whole time doing this, or is this? It depends on where we're at. Okay. Sometimes they're like, oh, you're rowing in the ocean, because I had never seen the ocean before I started rowing. So everyone's like, Shay, there's the ocean. Ha ha. <laughs> do you have to be, like, you have to pass a lifeguard test for swimming? Um, they made us do a swim test. Fun fact about me, I cannot swim. And <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I do not know how to swim. So um, my coach is like, I just know I have to save you first. But if, I have you, flip, to save if, you, first. if you flip over, the boat floats. So like, you can just hold on to the boat. Like you're not gonna drown. It's you're never in a situation that you're like, oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm okay. Then our coaches are always like right there too. So like, if something happens, they have like life jackets. Yeah, it's a place for us to get out of the water and all that. So yeah, it's it's safe. It's safe. Are you on like the Big Ten Network or something so we can watch it? Um, I think our only that is like on Big Ten Network is Big Ten Championships in Indianapolis. Who's the like number one rowing team in the conference? Michigan and Ohio State. They're both really good. Michigan, of course, they have all those lakes and all that great lake stuff up there <laughs> to go rowing. Well, I just think it's awesome you're on the team. Congratulations. Yeah, That's so good. You. But even more just that you can just take what you know and you just keep going with it in your life and it's going to be super awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up with fast fire questions to keep you really real okay okay so the first thing everybody wants to know is what music did you play in the barn i was definitely country it was thank you there is a lot of thug and rap music oh, played okay the... well it depends sometimes... wait if your parents are there it's country no oh, okay sometimes there's these remixes that we listen to at the boathouse and they're called big booty mix sometimes it's good to change it up <laughs> it's, it's like good. an hour of not country, but yes. it's country. That's good. Current country, or it you go old school? The day. Okay, because and I'm gonna make you define old school because old school. Somebody said Taylor Swift one time. I'm like Taylor Swift is not old school country. I'm like, oh god, no, mom yeah. and dad will turn on old country. So <laughs> that's funny. All right, what do you wear to the barn to do chores? First, we want to know the shoes. Is it Crocs? Ten, tennis shoes, no tennis doubt. Tennis shoes. Yep. Good. Yep. Sometimes I would wear like sandals, but. Tennis shoes. Mostly tennis shoes. Yeah. Do you go with the homeless look, kind of like the ripped t-shirt, baggy shorts, uh, hair in a messy bun? Usually shorts and a big t-shirt, hair up in a bun. Yeah. <laughs> Roll up Sometimes. Yeah. So actually, this is really funny. The morning of the pig show at the state fair, I, everyone's like in jeans and a t-shirt, and I rolled up in sweatpants, <laughs> joggers, and t-shirt and tennis shoes, and they're like, "What are you wearing?" And I was like, "No worries, I'll show for a while." No worries. <laughs> I always think that's so funny because like at home we look like 
Oh, yeah. We're not wearing our best. Yeah. Then when we get to the show, we all have on our nice clothes and yeah. our brand new shoes, and we're trying to look very cool and comfortable and all yeah. those things. And they were like, take a picture. And I was like, well, I look like this, but okay. <laughs> so they're all in their jeans for our like last picture together, and like I'm in sweatpants. Cool. Yep. Celebrity crush. Who's your yep. celebrity crush? Oh, man. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> what? Um, She's too busy. So. I don't know. <laughs> I should ask you what your favorite compound, chemical compound is. I don't know you if might I have know a celebrity that. crush. You don't have a celebrity crush? Well, I'm just going to put it out there because I'm letting everybody know George Strait's mine. <laughs> and he will always be mine. <laughs> and he's even getting a little older and I don't care. As soon as he yeah, comes to get me, I'm out of here. Would you rather uh, power wash out a torn apart trailer or clean stalls? Uh, probably power wash the trailer. I don't like cleaning pens. You don't like cleaning pens? Mom, that's what mom does. <laughs> that's also... And just because this is recorded after the Hawk game, I'm sorry that we <laughs> I'm glad you have friends in Iowa State that you can celebrate with. I'm just gonna put that yeah. out there. It won't. It won't yeah. actually broadcast for like a month, so everybody who is here and sorrowful about the loss, they'll be over it. Yeah, but. I think I think it's funny because everyone's like, "Did you cheer for Iowa State or Iowa?" I was like, "Well, I was in fact standing in the Iowa student section, but I didn't really care who won." <laughs> <laughs> you have season tickets? You go to the games? Oh uh, yeah, actually through rowing, we get a free ticket to every game, so nice. we go to the games pretty regularly. That would be fun. Yeah, fun bonding. Do you get yeah. to go down a little bit lower, special? Uh, we go in, we're like those kids that go in really early, like for the Iowa, Iowa State game, it was a 3, 3 p.m. kickoff and we were in the stadium at 1.15, so we were like six rows from the field. Yes. So, I mean, it's worth it, but like when Penn State and I were playing last year, it was like a night game, huge game, I was like eight rows from the bottom when we started the field, so it was so cool. Sweet. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. I really, really have enjoyed talking to you and getting to meet you and to um, be a part of just a little part of telling your story. Thanks for listening, you guys. That was an awesome episode of Ladies in the Lead, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to it. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my audio producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner. I want to encourage you to check out Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Ladies in the Lead, and you're going to want to like and follow along. Of course, you can always check out shestockshows.com to see uh, any updates or if you need to contact me, or you can use my Facebook, Joan Garner. We'd love to have feedback and we'd love to hear from you all. You guys have a great week. We'll see you out on the road.